Alliance. Supporting all 32 counties through the Alliance Leagues. A, a, a grain of rice. A, a grain of rice. You want to tip the scale. Just remember that then. There's a small bit of a needle there. Now, come on, Mayo. You've got to get Andy Moran into the game. Our mission was to show that we're no longer the whipping boys of Munster. Hello, people everywhere. Good morning to you. Um, you're welcome back to the Irish Examiner uh, Hurling Show uh, Association with Alliance, who great sponsors of the league and sponsors of our show as well today. We have a large intro, as you see there, but we're still holding on to um, a fair bit of needle there, you know, because uh, yesterday <laughs> there was a fair bit of needle. No, delighted to welcome O'Loughlin Gales legend centre back Brian Hogan. Hoagie, how are you? Good, hello. Good, good to see good. you again. Good. You good. Happy New Year. Uh, good Very to have you. I know me and you watched nearly all the hurling that was available, Hoagie, over the weekend. Uh, the other two fellas on the show today, Mr. TJ Ryan, Mr. Mark Landers, I'm not so sure we can say that because I know one was at Leperstown uh, Racing Festival on Saturday and one was there on Sunday. So hopefully you were at home on time to watch two goalies as the panel on the Sunday game last night. Mr. Dunlow Cusick, Mr. David Fitz, um, both their former teams involved um, on the show. Uh, it's just, we didn't get any a defender and a goalie, a forward and a goalie. We've got two goalies. But anyway, Rory O'Neill, that's your call out there. Well, it's good view. Good view. And I enjoyed it. I came down for a quiet little pint here to Morty's. Uh, and there was a nice crowd out in the bar. And I said, um, is the TV on out in the lounge there, Pierce? I said, so turn it on there. I said, I come out and watch it because there's someone talking to you. So good view. Uh, interesting takes on things. Uh, opening round league. Finals of the Alarden Intermediate, Alarden Junior, OYO Tenor TJ, and St. Joseph's Tulla winning the Harty Cup. Incredible story. So, how was the racing, gents? Uh, wonderful. You're, 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 already, you're already after starting on a yellow card now, because I didn't go to the racing on Saturday, but I did have a view of it. I was actually in the Aviva Stadium watching my country beating Cameron the Life of Wales. Can we, Larry, what? can we get him off the show immediately? Larry, <laughs> re, will you remove Mark Landers, please? Calling Larry Ryan, would you remove Mr. Mac? Would you? There's no egg chasing allowed in this show. So if you were there, and, and that's okay. Very disappointed that the, uh, the rugby wasn't on around 7 o'clock, that we could have made Leperstown during the day and then went from Leperstown straight on to the rugby. It would have made a massive Saturday now, to be fair. But um, I had a keen eye on Saturday, all right, because we had a couple of passes running. As you know, Adela, we had the PJB happen to win for us on Saturday in, in England and also Goshen. So at the full sister to Goshen, a hospital name of Harrisburg. She's in fall to Dr. Dino. She's falling on the 21st of February. And um, I have another a PJB. Then the, uh, the dam that played a Charmel is her name. She's in fall to Humac to Hooli. Now that, I know Hoagie now, that'll drive you nuts altogether now, but like, you see, you, you fellas go and kill Kenny. There's no way you spend a few quid on horses, like, is there? <laughs> is there any way we can squeeze a few quid on the evil? Right, hold on now, hold on now. Charlie Carter's here all right at the moment. Yes, <laughs> yes, Charlie Carter leading in a winner there lately there. He's all teammates. Don't be deflecting um, now, Landers, right? Don't be deflecting. Yeah, and you could you could have been leading in a winner too, only if you pulled the stroke, sure. Oh, the toothpicker. Oh, my God. Do you see some something in the next day? 
<laughs> he will, yeah, five to four. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. I know. The twenty-five. Some some who else took the twenty-five to one. And when there's someone but look, ten lies there, Marco. I tell you now, Dela, for one and 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 for one show only, right? I I'm going to syndicate the horse, the two picker, ten shares. I'm going to hang on to four of myself, six thousand a share, all in. Anybody available and wants to have a leg in the toothpicker, it'll only cost them 10 grand. I'm oh, sorry, six grand. Any fellas want to split it three grand each, no problem. We'll take a Mandela because this, this racing club is, is after hitting um, it's after hitting an impasse, like you know. So, any fellow wants a bit of action now and wants an ownership of a horse, 6,000 for a tenth share of the toothpicker, and you'll have your money back the next day and maybe a few more good days down the road. Are you were meant to organise the racing club now, the two ye. You're racing men. Like I'm only by the way, I keep an eye on it. Yeah. Uh, so if it's after hitting the wall, don't, don't be looking at me, listeners there not the two of them were organising that. And I uh, met some people yesterday, Marco, asking about it as well. Met a couple yeah. of lads from Belly Hale even uh, coming out there. Some good supporters of Belly Hale are going to the club final next week. They were saying they were willing to join us. But uh yeah, Marco, and they were giving out that you weren't on the show last week because you gave them no information for Leperstown. You know, so they, they were missing you. So they, they asked me to pass it on. So, but good days racing yesterday. They were a great spot. Great Watched race course. Atmosphere, yeah. brilliant. Great Limerick day yesterday. JP's horse in the trend. Uh, Claire Jockey influence as well. Uh, winning one of the big handicaps yesterday. Davey Russell winning a couple yesterday as well, which was great. But uh, good day out and the ground came right and everybody was happy. But nice crowd. The buzz was back for sure. Like so, yeah. So we choose Red, Leperstown. Rachel, Rachel is a brilliant winner in Honeysuckle as well. So we choose horse racing yesterday, but this Saturday night I will be back on the Limerick bandwagon to face Galway. Yeah, you you're nearly needed back after yesterday, TJ, because like you got I think four scores from play, was it? Down in Wexford Park and you you scored eleven points. Yeah, that's you unusual. Know, is, is, is it crisis time, TJ? Well, it's amazing uh, and, and what a weekend of sport can do because I think last week one of the questions you were asking me was could we win the league with our second team, right? And yet, we, we, we roll on seven days, Hoagie, and now uh, there's a bit of a crisis and so we, we, we're welcome to Galway and all of a sudden we're under pressure. So I guess that is the beauty of sport and how changeable it is and look at the dubs in the football, how it's changed for them and look at Cork flying at the weekend. So we've plenty to talk about but it's amazing what a weekend can do, isn't it? That's it. That's it. Uh, did you go to Nolan Park, Ogie? I did. Yeah, yeah. I was, I not, was not overly impressive. Very average, quote unquote, yeah. according to your manager. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't disagree with that. Um, first half was dour affair. Um, it was. It, it was obvious. And I suppose look like a lot of teams, but particularly obvious from any perspective, they haven't done a huge amount of hurling. Their touch was poor. It was use of the ball you know uh, you know like all teams trying to run the ball through the lines and and when you don't have your touch up to scratch it and it breaks down you can hear the moan going through the crowd and um they, we start to see a few patterns in the second half but yeah like it's uh room for improvement um now look saying that maybe if we had a pitch like what they had in parky Cueve, if we had the bank the money behind us that the car boys have it might have it might have been a bit more conducive to a good game but um I, I've rarely like seen no one park. You're talking about now. I've rarely seen no one park look as poor. I, I was one. I was asking a few lads were the lads training on it. It looked like they were training. The pitch was holding water, but uh, then you look at the was it the night before uh, the, the carpet that is Parky Cueve. But you look, maybe they might send a few quid up our way, and we can 
do a job uh, on it. The, the money the money was only resting in the account Brian we just didn't realize it Brian if you want money off fuck you Keeve, you have to contact Crow Park because they own them now like they're like fuck Keeve and the Cock County board like little bitches of Crow Park let's face it <laughs> So that's why that's why they can't play the home games in the Munster Championship. They can't even play them in their own field because the ginger lead Ed Sheeran is coming in. No, that's how confident they are of whipping Clare again. Like they would say, oh, we play Clare and Torlis. No worries there. Oh, like, stop on, that now, Dale. You're on, on, the evidence of, on, on, on the evidence of what I saw Saturday night, my first match back uh, in the flesh, at, um, there was just uh, the difference in class between Cork and Clare. It's just... Uh, Anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Mossy Kion, 2-2. Was he the bright spark, uh, Huggy? Um, or the all catch? Yeah. No, no, no. Look, look, the, look, the endeavour was there. You know, Mossy was, was holding the line. He was, he was the edge of the square. Um, you know, um, it just, yeah. Look, there was, there was, there was a, a couple of debutants there, you know, that did okay with the young lad wing forward there from Conaghy Shamrocks, who actually <clears throat> was... Was um was probably the most impressive for a guy in his debut. Um, Kenny, I think it was. But um, outside of that, yeah, I mean, like you know, it was it was going through the motions, really. You know, to a certain extent, they got into a bit of a flow in the second half. They pulled maybe six, seven points ahead, and then they kind of switched off. They allowed Antrim back into it, and then they went ahead again. And then overdoing it there at the back with about ten minutes to go, and uh, Paddy was playing the ball out. Played it back into the middle, it wasn't on. It was intercepted, they got a goal, and it was kind of hanging on from there. Um, a couple of spells of decent hurling, but I mean, look, like all the matches, you're not going to be reading a whole lot into the first round of the National League. You just don't know where teams are in terms of their physical. Like, I've no doubt the boys have been prioritizing the physical training. That's generally the way it is. They've done very little hurling. Um, but there wasn't a huge amount of positives you could take out, apart from the fact we got a result at home. <laughs> Which, you know, in the National League, it's important to win your home matches at least. And, you know, because we're heading to Turles now next week, you know, that's going to be, a, as, as always the case, a tough test. But, uh, yeah, you wouldn't be pulling a huge amount of positives out of the, out of the game, to be honest. And, you know, Patrick Walsh to the forwards, or Brian, is that going yeah. to be um fixture? Like, like uh, they're obviously looking at a few things there, you know, moving Parrick into the forwards. They've moved Paddy, De- Paddy Deegan to midfield. So, they're obviously identified that they want to try and see can they, they strengthen or bolster up or give a few more options in the forward line. Like, look, Parik is Parik. I, I wouldn't really be too concerned. Parik had a quiet day, but like when it comes down to it, you know what you're going to get from Parik. You know, it's a top class performer. He's been so consistent. It's kind of outside of the likes of Parik. And like, if Parik had been leading the line there yesterday, what would we have learned? Not much. You know, we know Parik is, is going to deliver. It's kind of outside of him. It's the kind of the, the, the other guys who are trying to stake a claim, you know, and I wouldn't say there's too many of them put their hand up. You know, we had to bring Walter on at halftime, you know, and, and he added a bit of physicality there. Now, look, Antrim, Antrim weren't in Spanish. There was a couple of tasty tackles there. You know, there was a pull there in the first half, and um, I think it was Carson got a, got a yellow card. He was, you know, and there was one or two challenges going in, and, and, and the pitch helped that. You know, it slowed the game. Like, we played a very slow pedestrian pace to the game in the first half, and that helped. Antrim stay in the game and Antrim it definitely looked like Antrim had done a lot more hurling their touch was just mm-hmm. that bit crisper in the second half we upped the pace and we looked you know we looked a little bit better at times then but then the pace dropped and, and Antrim pulled us back into a bit of a dogfight um, so you know I, you'd imagine as the year as the, the matches go on and the touch gets a bit better the pace will increase from Kenny perspective but 
yeah, as I said, yeah, outside of maybe one or two lads, you know, um, Hugh, Hugh looked played very well actually centre back, and and you know that's an option, you know, that kind of that middle spine of the team, you know, you'll want to you'll want to get that kind of nailed down early on and kind of start building the team around it. Um, and yeah, but really it's the forwards. And look, obviously you're missing the Ballyhale contingent; they're going to have a big input when, when four, well, three of them come back anyway. Um, but yeah, first game, there's not too much to be taken out of it, you know. Yeah, and you'll you'll know more, Huggy. I mean, they tip weren't overly impressive beating Leash either. I'd say it sounds very no. similar to games. And yeah. uh, Leash fourteen men for a lot of the game. Petty Purcell. I mean, there's been a lot of fantasy teams seeing a red card. <laughs> so, um, that, and they still didn't, you know, drag away from them and, and beat them nine or ten. It was only four points, and so I, I expect uh, then that that will bring out the best in both tipping and Kilkenny for next weekend. That's one to look forward to. A hundred percent. Yeah. And on that, Huggy, you know, one of my regrets of last year is not a great. Connection to anyone up there, but that Antrim went back down to the Joe McDonough because I thought they were making real progress in the league. Obviously, beat Clare up there. Uh, I think they drew at Wexford. Um, so they beat Wexford, the lads, which my recall is um, a bit yeah, they, they definitely got a result against Wexford and yeah. they got they definitely beat Clare. And I remember that, yeah, yeah. But, you know, but you know, I thought they were making nice progress and trying to do things right and. and Maybe, maybe going back down to the Joe McDonough, having another year in Division One of the league, and I'd say they're the strongest team in the Joe McDonough. If they come back up again, they'll be more set for the Leinster Championship the next time. Yeah, look, I suppose I, I, I've been focusing more on Kenny performance there, but that's not to take away. Like Antrim, look, were extremely competitive. They had a really nice style. They're two small inside forwards, so were delivering really good ball, and they used Neil McManus really well. They brought, they started Neil full forward, and obviously we know, you know. Neil and, and, and the quality hurler he is and, and obviously he's a huge physical presence but they brought him back out to midfield and you could see them telling him to switch and get, go back in for a breather and come back out and when he came back out you know he, he's he's, he, he's you know he's a talisman for them he's a really physically strong posing guy around that middle of the part of the field and his use of the ball was excellent you know so when he was getting on the ball you know he was having a big influence and then you know look at his stage in the career he's not going to to, to be able to put in a 70-minute shift out there. So they were bringing him back in into the edge of the square then, and, and he was making a nuisance of himself in there. Um, and they got they, they were lively. They got some fantastic scores. You know, I mean, they can throw some dreadful whites, you know, in the first half. Um, if you look down to the, the town end, if you like, um, I don't know how many balls went, went to the left of the post as you're looking at it. And that was the, the frustrating thing is that probably five, six shots, one after another, they went to the same place, 10, 15 yards left of the post. And, Look, that 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 could come with sharpness, but but you know there was just it was just it, it was poor shooting. But Antrim were seemed to be much more efficient, particularly in the first half. They got some lovely scores and got out of the gates quick, you know, um, or out of the traps quick. And uh, um, yeah, they, I felt they definitely got have quite a bit of hurling done, you know, and they 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 came down with an intent um, mm-hmm. and throughout the field they're well able to hurl. Um, I can't think of the guy's name. The full back was excellent for him, you know. He's re. Um, um, had the program there, but he was uh, a strong physical guy, plenty of hurling, came came up the field in the second half, driving right. through once or twice with the ball. Um, so, yeah, look, they, I, I agree with you. For, they, for them to progress, you know, and a little bit like, I suppose they're, they're ahead of Offaly, you know, and we'll probably come on to that, you know, with, with Venno, uh, where, what he's trying to do. But, mm-hmm. you know, they need these kind of games they, consistently, you know, they, they and they want those games. You know, they are, we've spoken before, they are, Hurling mad up there, you know, and but they they do they need the help, you know, they're isolated, they need the, the support, and you know, even like Jesus, February was it February sixth, and it was 
all tick, you know, the wind coming down, the sleep coming in at times. And yet there's still a crowd came down from Antrim. It wasn't a huge crowd, but you, you know yourselves, they'll travel, you know. And there was a bus load and parked up in the club there in Lockheed's next door. And they were down, young lads, they were obviously down playing a match against one of the clubs, you know. And it was, that's fantastic, you know, but they need, they need that. But look, they were right in it. Right in it up to the very end, they could have very easy yeah. could have nicked it. They, they had a free there. I heard someone in the stand going, "Oh, be like TJ." Um, I think it was. I think it was actually Neil McManus stood over it. Now it was too far out. I mean, it would have been criminal if that had gone in. But uh, but he went for it. He put top spin on it and it deflected out. You know, so small thing. They could have been gotten yeah. results. Well, I think this is probably the way this thing is set up this year, Neil. I think it's it's our uh, hoagie for Neil and his lads. With the, with the no break between the league and the championship, it's perfectly mm. set up for them because they're playing today. They'll play again next week at home, I presume, and they'll have a full run through the league. And then you'll they'll only be six weeks out even well, if they don't qualify for the semi-finals from the championship. Got, yeah, they've got Dublin up at home now next week, so they like they'll they'll fancy you know they'll fancy themselves um, in that match as you know you know like yeah. I've gone up there. It's the I'm not sure is it in, it's probably it could be in Valley Castle. I mean, I played up there like. You're, mm. you're, that's a tough place to go and win, as, as Claire found out last year, you know. And I, and sure. I, I have no doubt they'll, they, there'll be no fear of Dublin coming up, you know. They'll be waiting for him and, and probably targeting that one for potential, you know. My first time playing Railway Cup um, under the management of Michael Babs Keating. I'm highly honoured to be picked for this monster squad in 1993. Off up we went the night before, we booked into this hotel where there was a disco. But being only one or two from Clare, who didn't decide to partake in the disco, but some of his own charges, the Tipperary team of the 90s decided to go to the disco, I think. Now, no disrespect to Ulster Hurling, but some of them weren't in the best shape the following day, but we we got out of the Railway Cup. First time playing for Munster, beaten by Ulster. Low blow. But anyway, anyway, <laughs> just to say that it is, yeah. Oh, that was the old casement, I tell you. Tough, tough place to go. So, yeah, yeah and... Hoagie touched on it there, um, TJ. A big win for Kevin and Henry and Golov in in Pure Stadium. Um, got the goals, got the goals. And I think a steep learning curve for Offaly. And, and we spoke about this last year, I guess, that if Offaly can, if Michael Fenley can, you know, compact, compact, oh, Jesus, words this morning are bad, bad to come. If he can put these results in, in a certain box and say, yeah, this is what we learned this day. This is what we have to do better, right? And drive on. We saw, we said it with Westmead last year, some of the hidings they got. It's going to be very hard. Will these take it out of them for the John McDonough? And it didn't. They won the John McDonough. Do you know, they used all the learnings from the hidings they got. And I think that that in some, I'm not saying they're going to get hidings every day now, awfully, but they just saw the difference. The step up. They are improving. Dignan's done a great job as manager, having McFinley in there, very measured. Uh, interview last night, Sunday game. I felt you know, I said, Look, we have certain targets and uh, we're trying to meet those. And if days like today, will they can either throw us off or keep us on those targets? So I'd say it's to maybe try and stay in Division One and win the John McDonough. So if, you, you need not to get thrown off by the, those days yesterday. 100%. I was talking to Kevin there at the early part of last week. Um, he, he actually had a tough week because he lost his, his, his father in law, Noel Tracy, who's a former. Uh, Chairman of the county board was Kevin's father-in-law. He passed away, and the funeral was on the weekend, so he had a busy weekend. But um, they had seen the improvements in Offaly for sure. They had played them, and they, they had seen that Offaly had played very well against Dublin. So they treated this game with the respect that it deserved, and they wanted to get this regime off to a winning start. And they picked a strong team. There was a couple of new players in this Galway setup, and certainly in the forwards. And 
maybe guys that they were looking at to see could they play in those wing forward roles. Uh, they will have been very, very happy with that start. Like obviously to score four goals, huge uh, to get the first win. And I suppose also a little bit conscious that their second game was away to Limerick. So you didn't want to be starting the league maybe with with a difficult start. So they'll be very happy. I'm sure if you talk to anybody in the Galway setup today, they'll say, look, it's round one over. It's a victory. It's what we wanted. Now let's move on. We're very focused. Like you said there, Delo, in this league and the way we get to this league final, things are going to be very happening very quick. So managers aren't going to get a whole lot of time to be looking back because matches are coming ticking quick. Um, you need to get your couple of results. And as Hoagie said there, I think teams in general will want to make sure they win their home games, give themselves a platform whilst having a look with April 17th in mind to make sure that your house is in order, you know what's required. And I think the teams, like definitely Galway, possibly Wexford, and maybe, as Hoagie said, they're in Kilkenny, and possibly Tipperary, they need to find some new blood from last year. And that's why this league would be important to them, not so much in terms of winning the league, but I think in identifying those new players. So happy start for that management team, for sure. Yeah, and like I, I'm sure, like like Hoagie said about um, about Kilkenny, you know that Henry will be feeling he'll know more next Saturday night after coming out of the Gaelic grounds, you know, with Limerick after being kind of chasing the bit by by the defeat. The other game lads was Tip seemed to do enough. I'd say he wouldn't have been overly, you know, I'd say like Cody he wouldn't have been 100 happy. Uh, Colin Bonner, but they got the job done against 14 men. Uh, leash, as I said, Cheddar. So I'm interviewed there last night. Didn't show too much of it. Um, can see in the role, and of course, was everywhere up hitting freeze and um, just did enough, I suppose. Uh, like some Mark and um, Craig Morgan got a fair bit of praise. I just looking through some of the, the streams last night, and Craig Morgan is one that he captained them to win the 21s there two, three years ago. And uh, Killer One, good cornerback. And, he seemed to have a big influence, Jason Ford, of course, and he was to have him as our captain in the fantasy hurling. T- took care of the business for us there. I see Marco smiling at you. You have made significant progress on the table, Marco. I, I, I'm I, sticking with my man, Evan Nyland, and I still want to know why he wasn't in the starting 15 last year. So I can tell you now I'm balls deep in with him this year because yeah. how he was left <laughs> out of the team last year, Shane O'Neill and Co. That's why you lost your job. You went for Canning. <laughs> Canning is gone. Shane O'Neill is gone. Nyland is in. And Shefflin. Shefflin could be, lads. This could be Galway's year. I'm predicting it early. Uh, I tell you what. Get on the 7 to 1, Dale. He got a goal from playing all yesterday. Like, you know, um, one of the things I think I think the quarterfinals of the Fitzgibbon are on during the week and they're at home in UIG. They beat UCC. I'd say they might meet again or UL, maybe. I don't know. But, um, yeah. I see Brian Con Cannon had to go off after 20 minutes yesterday. No, I ho- hope it's not too serious, but just I've no other details in that other than Brian Con Cannon 20, someone for Brian Con Cannon. Yeah. So he, he'd be big loss. Am, am I right in saying that Owen, Owen Cody qualifies for Carlo IT? Yeah, he's down there. Yeah. And just a question, O'Brien is he going to play during the week? I wonder for Carlo IT with the match. No, I, no, not 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 with Bally Hill at the weekend. No, no, no. It, it came up in discussion now. Like you know, just I yeah. wonder will he play? Because to be fair to Kilkenny players, they've always played in all competitions. They've never been wrapped up like. But I was oh, just I wondering because 
he played Hafty Cup a number of years ago and also played with Belly Hale and got the goal against Belly Gunner. And he played Hafty, was it a couple of days previous? Or was no, it the day did. before? No, he didn't play Hard Party because that's an old monster competition. You know, we don't <laughs> partake in any of those jokes. We play proper proper competitions of this end, Mark. But, uh, <laughs> but no, you're right. You're right. Yeah, you wouldn't play for Kieran's. And... and yeah, when 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 we were playing under 18 and a half, we call it half, you know, under 18 and a half because you were playing under 19 above in Leinster. You forgot that, did you? <laughs> the extra half a year, like no wonder you were, no wonder you were winning most of those all Ireland. Uh, out of Monster, there's other hurling competitions. Because you had an extra half a year on him. Took us a bit of white cup under that one, but anyway. Oh, he, he sounds just like Jackie Turrell there. Come here, Kieran's Kieran's in the CBS are playing this week, are they, Hoggy? No, I, are they playing? I thought they were they were they were gone. Is that texture happening? I thought Kieran's were gone as well. Someone thought. It's sixteen well, and a half. What happened was Dublin Colleges beat beat yeah. Cairns, but Dublin Colleges because they're a combined, they can't go into the All Ireland competition. Yeah. So as a result, then Dub Cairns and CBS had to play each other to decide. So they, they, that must be on this week. I didn't. Okay, 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 okay. Um, yeah, but they were both beaten in the in the Leinster in the Leinster championship. Right. But again, because Dublin Colleges had won, they can't obviously go ahead. Which right. I don't know. I think it's ridiculous. They should let them go on. Yeah, maybe yeah. Yes, they're allowed into that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, but that's yeah, a great yeah, story, no. great story. Um, the famed Hearty Cup, Hoggy will forgive me, and I'm not even blowing about Flannans this time now. Is as St. Joseph's Tuller, like I'd swear, no, if there was betting allowed on schools competitions, yeah. like three months ago, maybe even 50 to one, that would be nice, maybe higher, 66 to one to win it out. Like they'd never won a match in the Hearty Cup, they got two draws and a defeat, I think, the other years they were ever in it. Um, and, and to yeah, you made a great point today, there, Lord. Only 300, 300 students going to the school, and they beat, they beat all the big names in Hartley Cup Arkell Reach, Coleman, Yeah, unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah. Now, and you know, and it just it was very emotional as well. Like, we, 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 Alicia's driving me because I'm still not driving, but. Uh, so we said, she said, oh, Jesus, if we go out to the Gaelic grounds now for the match, we'll make Cork in for the hurling match. And as it turned out, we made the right call. I think nearly everybody that stayed for the whole of the Harty match got caught in traffic and only got into Parky Heave at halftime. So we went down and parked up. We listened all the way down to Derek Lynch and Tommy Gilfoyle, my old teammate, uh, for Clare. And Tommy's club is Fecal, and Fecal would be one of the main schools feeding into Tulla. You know, they'd be just there four miles, five miles from them. And uh, the captain um, and three four of the best players from Fecal on it, you know, and God, he 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 was at the final whistle. Like I haven't heard Tommy like you know, Tommy scored two goals to beat Tip uh, in '94, and I don't remember him as emotional like in the dressing room. He was in bits, and it's just it's just a fairy tale story, isn't it? And and you know what they did? They, yeah, what they did was they never said die in all those games. The last three games, quarterfinal, semi-final, man, and they're attesting to every team should be looking at him and saying, "What was different about him?" They just refuse to be beaten, kind of like, you know, it's, just, it's just some thing to have in your team, isn't it? That will to win and that never say die. It's unreal. Like, is it that they have an extremely good crop of players at the moment? Or, or where did they come? Like, you said they didn't win a match in the Hearty Cup and they've gone yeah, on with the whole thing. They wouldn't be in the Hearty Cup hardly ever, Brian, to be honest with you. They'd be playing B always. No, very yeah, proud yeah. school and would have produced loads of great players for Clare and that. But yeah, two years ago they gave Flannans their best match in the quarterfinal of the Hearty uh, in Cusick Park. Huge crowd there that day, and Flannans coasted really the semi-final final after. Then COVID hit, so there was no Hearty last year. Um, 
they have just have a crop, I suppose. But yeah, it would be literally fecal, Tulla, Clooney Quinn, um, who I leave Crushine, um, Kilanina, um, smallish clubs like you know, yeah, fecal yeah. and Kilanina join up for underage and they're usually strong in A and amalgamation. Um, Tulla usually stay in their own, sometimes be with maybe Bud Ike, maybe there was someone from Callahan's Mills as well. Should say fingers to shoot me. You've never mentioned the Mills lads, but no, it's incredible. Like a lot of them have never played a underage hurling clear, right? Yeah. You know, a lot of them have yeah. never played a, and to be winning the Hearty Cup, it's the fairy tale story. And some night in Tulla Saturday night, um, the pitch invasion, I believe the the cavalcade back to Tulla and up the wide and swept hill of Tulla with with the Hearty Cup. And uh, isn't that isn't a beautiful story? Like we. Yeah. So used to saying Kieran's won that and Flannan's won yeah. that and then you know even Middleton Mark you know you know it's brilliant there'll be a, a Coleman's like, near enough to teach you know it. yeah it was a massive story as well Dylan I think that there's obviously some positive stories with clear underage players because of the Flannan's a couple of years ago um, this now and then there's a good sprinkling of clear players in the Arsenal reach setup as well and I think even in did I see there with the Dean Ryan team in um, in in our school reach, I think is nearly nearly mostly clear. Like so, an awful lot of good young. Flannins beat them in the final. Flannins beat them in the final. Which is again, like, but, yeah, the taller story seemed to get us pace there, and as you said, there just refused to lie down. And I did see some of the pictures there and some of the the on the pitch celebrations afterwards, and you can just nearly feel the madness around it. But what a result! Yeah, and even odds wise, would have been up against this going in against like our school, like in. You know, I mean, the, the history that they have was always difficult for any team to do something for the first time. So it takes a lot of preparation, a lot of driving. So there's obviously somebody out there responsible for getting this group together and getting the training and doing all that. And it usually takes somebody with a bit of vision. So fair play to them. Brilliant story. Yeah. And uh, on that, TJ, turns Fahey, who would have won, he's clearing 20 managers well this year. Um, I was putting your buddy from Gary Spillane, Kildare. And touch within there, um, Kildare 20s on um, Slepton. Um, yeah. in touch with Terence, he's a clear 20 manager as well. He's the manager who he has with him is Tomas Kelly from Ina, great underage coach, coach with Ina. And who they have with him as well, then this guy is Aiden Hart. Aiden Hart is teaching, just retired from the Galway setup. Yeah, yeah. Aiden, oh, here the three brilliant. on the line, so it's a fair line up on the line as well, you know. So, obviously, and he, you know. What's got him said that after the match? Um, oh, Art's goal. Um, a hand. Nine more. Nine more. TJ, thanks. Thanks to memory. <laughs> Niall, Niall said, he said, this is all about Tulla, but he said, look, a small Niall as Tulla is now, and they, and they are the story. Really well coached. He said, like, turns Fahey, Tomas Kelly, Aiden Hart, they know what they're doing as well. Like, you know, so, and that was kind of the feedback from the players as well. So, huge congratulations to Tulla. Of course, they could see our skull again before the year is out. They could see they could see Kieran's or the CBS too, uh, but that's only the All Ireland Colleges. That's not the Hearty Cup. <laughs> <laughs> Are you listening, TJ? <laughs> <laughs> no, stop, no, yeah, yeah. Lads, I'd love to have been in a lot of places on Saturday. I'd love to have been at the racing festival in um, uh, Leopardstown. I'd love to have been in Clonmel. I'd love to be in Clonmel right now, actually. At the finals of the national coursing meeting, it's cruel to not to be there, but for various reasons, we couldn't go this year. Um, but uh, no doubt there'll be a, a major, major crowd there today. I suppose 20,000 there today for the finals. So, best of luck to everyone who's still standing as we record. 
you'd you'd be able to sleep a wink last night unless you had a few hot ones. I tell you, if you had one standing this morning, going in the back, the lower gate, the lodge <laughs> gate, the toilet, and us. We're only, and it's only a poor man's horse racing now the course in my but Jesus it's real stuff it's real stuff I'll tell you I'd give anything to be going in down the lodge gate this morning with owner's tickets next year next year well, we haven't even named yet but uh, he'll be there he'll be there he'll be there but, have, uh, you, have you a model have you got one yeah, of the way yeah, 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 yeah. we bought him last Stevens day uh, in a Shebeen over a few points and the lad that we bought him off was with us and he woke up the following day and he's piling money in his pocket. And because we, we were having a few bets as well, there was a lad down the bookie, and the King George was on racing for Leperstown Limerick and everything, and uh, telling all inside in this bet. So them she beans were class like, the gentleman woke up and he says to the missus, he says, Jesus, I must have won a pile of money. He says, racing. I got awful drunk. He said, they, they were drinking the, those shots and those pints. And those, 12 or 13 of us in this place, like socially distanced, obviously, you know. But, uh, he said, she said, you did. She took out the ball of money and put it in next thing. So he rang the lead and on the, the, the premises. And he said, did I have a lot of winners in the races? We bought a fucking dog off you, you clown. <laughs> <laughs> and she hadn't even popped yet the bitch, but she was June. <laughs> June the and the story, it's a great story, actually. He thought, he thought he'd won a few coins, but he'd actually sold one of his pups. Anyway, so that's how she, that's how she, he, he came into the earth. Anyway, he's not named yet, but uh, he's a fine looking sampler now. A sampling is that's around here. The other place I'd like to have been as was in Crow Park, I have to say, for the club championship um, <clears throat> finals, the, the junior and intermediate. Uh, I think it's a, it's a magic day. Obviously, TJ, with a little friendly tenor, you win that. Uh, you got a fair run for your money, oh. though. Um, Mace. Having a great win against Kinmiley, gallant, gallant Kinmiley to fight back. Thought they were gone, like following it on Twitter while I was sitting in, in the in Parky Keeve. And uh Jesus, the, the fight back and the goal. I think a few chances didn't maybe to level it and just it wouldn't come. And I think Nace go down the field and get and get the one to seal it. And uh great for Nace as well, because like like Sabon up there and, and those people, Tom Mullaney and and like they're really trying to get Nace and Kildare hurling up to the next level and that's fantastic the contrast being Kim Miley struggling to field a minor team this year last year you know amalgamating with Bally Haig etc to have a minor team and yet they're there as well on the very same hour and could have brought back that cup to Kim Miley very easily as well last night um, and I know the guy I saw it on Facebook I saw it fantastic reception they got when they came home last night to, to, to that small part of North Kerry where there's the field, the school, the church, and the talker. The talker being the pub. So, you know, um, I didn't get to see it yet now, TJ, but I'm home to watch it tonight there and the highlights, and, and then I'll get the full stream of it for during the week. But uh, it seemed to be, you know, you probably couldn't follow it, but you knew, yeah, you knew no. the scores and who's winning. And... I, I, I obviously with Owen, you, you'd be following Nace all the time. And I met uh, another friend of mine, Tom Maloney, at the races yesterday, who's living in Nace. And, He's doing a bit of work there on the hurling side of it as well. And he was kind of filling me in as to what's happening. He said they're a very good side. And, you know, I would say maybe long term, I'd say Nace, they'd probably like to play maybe in the senior competition. Like that's what they, that's yeah. where their ambition would be, which is great. But great opportunity for those clubs. I said that last weekend. And two very tight games, I said both the intermediate and the junior. And I was listening to his mob at the commentary in the Belly Giblin game. There was again passion and madness coming out through the radio and trying to get this game level. And, you probably seen Hoggy that sideline that yeah. somebody got out of two iron there and just knocked the ball over the bar to put him two up, like which was a massive score and what an impact it had in the game. But 
look, great win for Nace. We, we've always said it, I suppose, to hurling people that you'd like to see these places improving. There's a big population in Nace and in Kildare. There is a big appetite for hurling almost a group, and all of the boys are driving it. They'd like to get them. They won a couple of good games underage there for the last couple of years. They're trying to push this forward. They'll be, I would say, trying to maybe get Kildare. And I would say these guys with a vision and maybe an ambition to get Kildare maybe playing Division 1 hurling in the future. And as mad as that sounds, that's what they'll be chasing. And this is just another part of it. Yeah, it's very real. I beat Wexford last year in the under 20s. Yeah. You know, it's very real, the progress they're making. And you can see it. You can actually track it from Fail Gale times where yeah. they used to go into the A. You know, you'd have the Kilkenny champions, the Cork champions, Galway champions, etc. And then the, the Kildare champions signing the Fail Division 1 and winning it. Winning <laughs> you know, it. so, yeah. And I, I, Look, I, a lot of those guys, Dale, would as well would have played down in Kilkenny. You know, they come down the underage and they play in the A division down here in the yeah. league. And I suppose that's a from, from a I suppose credit because to go to obviously to, to, to the Kildare County Board for agreeing to it or, and to Nace, you know, and and you know, Kilkenny for allowing them to come in. But I've been involved with the club under 15s for the last three years, and, and there's no messing about with them. Every time they come down, if there's a match on a Thursday evening at seven o'clock, they're there at six and they're you know, prepares down the bus, the parents are all there and, you know, the, the, the players are, are they're doing their warm-ups and they're they're ready to go and, and they mean business. They're serious about it, you know, and this has been going on for the last 10 years, you know, and mm. look, I'm, saying, I'm not saying that's the reason. It's a small part that helps give them, I suppose, uh, more competitive games. And you mentioned Tom Mullally there. Like, Tom Mullally is, is a great track record. He's been involved with St. Mullins. He was involved with Clara when, you know, my brother would speak very highly of him when they won the, the county championships. Um, and now he's he's up with Nace and, and doing great work up there, you know. So, you know, great to see, you know, a great hurling man. Obviously, Glenn Moore, you know, and, and you, you know, Richie and Paddy down there, you know. Um, so, you know, it's another, you know, a great, great feather in his cap as well. And, uh, you know, it's delighted. You it, it, spoke about it, I think, last week on the podcast, you know, about the fact that Kerry and Kildare, all-Ireland club final isn't it fantastic it's just it, it just, yeah. it's just powerful you know yeah it was going to be a win-win and uh yeah and well it, done today so I know the work that's going in we had the Kildare underage mentors down here in the outback uh down here in the summer and we had a great evening with them and they, they were good guys you know the passion was oozing out through them to get the I will just to mention again just huge credit to John Myler to Shane Brick to Morris Murnane and those lads in Kilmiley the what they give they give every every ounce goes to the the cause and and the, the, they'll be back i'd say the stripey men uh from larry kid they'll they'll it'll be a good day down there today and ought to be dangerous old place to be going across the ferry to tj i said if, if i got a notion now even be as the crow flies like it'll be about 40 minutes away like you know you need a yeah. driver he's a funeral half 12 but he's probably available from half one on Mozilla. we over on the shannon ferry tj no, I, I I know about it, but no, I wouldn't have been. And, and as as the crow flies, you said it would be a different part of the world for me. So I could jump down to Kerry fairly quick. No, I'm off as limits today, as Marco said. Good friend of mine, Les Whelan, his mam is going to the church and being buried today. So I'm going to give Les a hand to give her a, a, a good send off. Yeah, we're going to mass at half twelve. So um, no, a, a good days. You know, like in fairness to the GA, those day after shows when the panel and the group get together. I've said this before. And win and in fairness and losing, and we've all been in those different places. Like they, they are a good day, and there's a great kind of a community feel to the following day where the 
the, all the guys inside the ropes when it's the club and the mentors and the players and you get together and you try and drown the old sorrows and then the talk of this year and next championship will yeah. come about and the buzz will come back and we move on and that's the beauty of the GA, isn't it? Yeah. Great win for Moonkind as well. Great game as well. Bally Giblin will be sore. Mark didn't bring it home, but will. Jesus, was Martin O'Neill took the sideline ball. I, I yeah. tell you, Kenning in his heyday <laughs> would have been. It was more like a run and matter one. You know, where Ronan Matter goes back and hits those yokes. Jesus, it was way out. Like it was it was well inside his own half, I think. Um yeah. and absolutely nailed it to put to seal the win, I think. Um for yeah. that. And uh, Bally Giblin again I, had Bally some Gib- fantastic run map. Yeah, but look, they'd be absolutely thrilled to get to the final. Look, having won a county and having won Munster and um, beating Skeen, Rinky was a huge part from the next door neighbours and nearly all the lads on both teams that went to school together. But I suppose when you get to an All Ireland final, Anthony, you were hoping that you'd get over the line, that you'd push over there. But like Moonkind were there five years ago and Mayfield beat them. So, I mean, that's the. That's really what Bally Gibbon would have to say to themselves today. We didn't get over the line today, but look, we're not going to lose a whole pile of players. Hopefully, everybody will throw in their lot. And obviously, they've been promoted and they've gone up a division. And that, that obviously brings a bit more life to the club as well. And Mark Keane is involved with the Coxina team. I think Dara Flynn was involved. He was one of the four people that was brought onto the panel. I don't know. Is there a bit of. I don't think he should have played maybe in the last match. He's injured and I'm not 100% certain about what his status is on the, on the scene with him at the moment or on the panel. But, you know, he's a good lad and wanted to play for his club. And that's, that's look, I think any fellow who wants to play when he's injured, even though, you know, medically it might be the right thing, but I think he's made of the right stuff, which is mm. he wants to go through the pain, the pain barrier for his club or for his company. And, uh, you know, I, I think he's a very bright future. But, it was a huge, huge uh, year for them, but they'd be really, really disappointed. But I think overall, I think anybody, the neutrals, would say that Moonkind was slightly the better team on the day. They had a better spread of scorers overall, and that um, they probably deserved it. But when, when there's only a point in it, as you know, a draw would probably be a great result, I suppose, to, to, but yeah. it wasn't to be, unfortunately. My, my my neutral man there, he goes to all these, he goes to all these sort of games. Um, he says to me, God, he said, Billy Giblin be kicking themselves a bit. Mark Keane was centre back, and he said, wasn't really in it. They play Munkine cleverly, moved us, hit nothing down the middle to him, you know, the size of him. I think when they were a few points down, they threw him up full forward, and yeah. they found it very hard to handle him. He nearly dragged them back into us, nearly get them over the line. But uh, Munkine, said overall, yeah, It'd be interesting where. Where Kieran Kingston will yeah. have a look at him now, you know that that, that, would, that actually is the big the big question because um, personally, personally, I think I nearly I, I I don't know whether to be taking a chance to put them in centre back to be honest. Um, and it's going to be a big debate. Like they have, you know, Tim O'Manny, Matt Coleman, and Rob Downey now in the half back line, and that is a very very strong, positive, big, physical, plenty of movement in that that half back line. But I suppose the biggest question is Matt Coleman. You know, if you come up against the likes of the Keane Lynches and the centre forward and the current game seems to drift away, you know, what are Cork going to do? Like, are they going to get the centre back to go with the centre forward? You know, we've often discussed this on, on this show, but like, Dara Fitzgibbon seems to be coming back to his form. He was excellent at the weekend. And Kieran Joyce, as we had alluded to last year, I think I might have nicknamed him Rolls Royce Joyce. I think there's a chance that that's going to stick with him. He's game. a good kid, no. 
He's a real, real good player. Okay, we'll and move on to that. So, Mark, instead of being in Crow Park or in Leperstown, we're, 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 we're going. We're going. We're going. Right. I'm going to have to go there. She jumped. She jumped into that. Said, "Don't mention the Aviva now again, right? Don't mention that stuff for the rest of the day. <laughs> Heave and all this, Hoagie. What have you said? Yeah, no, no. Just before you go off, I just want to say a huge congratulations to Munkine. Obviously, I didn't yeah. acknowledge it. You know, fantastic win for them. Um, I think there's seven of their players under 21. So great future for them going up into the melting pot that is intermediate hurling now to Kenny. You know, they're a huge. You know, I wouldn't know much about them because they're down. They most of them go to school in Watford." You know, in Dallas Allen, that so I texted one or two of the lads down there that I do know just to kind of make a few inquiries to see, so see if there's anything there potentially moving into could offer something to Kilkenny, you know. So, look, we'll see over the next year or two, but no, congratulations to them. And one correction there, I think Tom, I think I mentioned Tom Malady involved with St. Mullins, I'd be shot. It was Mount Leinster, not St. Mullins. You don't want to get that one wrong, <laughs> you don't want to get that one wrong there. Oh. <laughs> no, Hoagie, I was about to go across to you to, to give the Moonkind perspective until your men got onto the cock calf back line, you know, somewhere. <laughs> Mark he just manages to do that. So, look, well done, yeah, huge congrats, said Nays and Moonkind, all Ireland yeah. champions. Well done, guys, and enjoy it. Doesn't everyone get to, doesn't get to say it? But yeah, I I leash threw me into the front seat of the Datsun and and we hit we bet for the park by the Lee. Uh and the weather got better as we went down along actually. It was pouring rain passing Limerick, and I was saying the Hearty Cup final would be a washout, like you know, and um but in actual fact I think it was very bad early in the Hearty, but it dried up a cork cork was lovely and it didn't got misty in the evening, all right. But um yeah, cork. Claire looked to be doing everything right early on and, uh, you know, tipping away nicely and, and got the goal and then hardly scored, bare a point, I think, for about the next half an hour. So Cork completely took over. And you're, you're right, Mark, that half-back line. Should it be the half-forward line, Mark? That's what I wrote down here in my old few notes. And I was like, should it be the half-forward line? Because Coleman passed me out at one stage, like, in the second half. And I was sitting where the half-forward line should be. And uh, with a lovely fella, Finbar Lehan at Bearsman, that I used to work with in the bank. You used to work with Finbar as well. You yeah, 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 sitting beside Finbar just by chance, and we got a fit of laughing too. And we were talking mostly bank in the second half because we've gone that boring the match. <laughs> Coleman passed me out, and I says, Jesus, that's, that's your center back there, Finbar. I says, and he says, It's a mad, isn't it? but you know what? I glanced back the field while that was going on, Mark. And who was sprinting back to the center back position? Rowan and Joyce. So I said, So, the, look, it, there is there is someone saying, Get in the pocket, get in the hole. So maybe, maybe as a system, it can work. They're brilliant going forward. I saw Manny, what he what he done with the goal. Downey's good going forward as well. But I'd have my doubts defensively um, if you could afford the three of them. You know what I mean? That, that you wouldn't have one really strong man marker. And you could say maybe Downey is that. Like, uh, and look, if you watch um, Timo Manny's goal as well, two or three clear lads stood. And I'd be very disappointed with the clear lads' attitude now. You, you might be missing five or six of your best players, but you, you must go down and fight the fight. We saw the way Dublin... Wexford, Waterford, all fought, fought like savages. Clare didn't fight like so. For next Sunday against Wexford, Clare know what's coming and they have to fight. So I'm going to just say that like that he was let off and he, he wasn't tracked and he passed out two or three lads and they decided to let him off. He's not my man. That's not good enough. But but defensively, as you say, with the, the likes of the Keane Lynches, maybe a Tony Kelly, who else, you know, um, Waterford could have anyone in that role. You know, you could have Shane Bennett there at 11 and drifting. Um, you could have anyone in that role. Do you know, Jason Ford could play 11 and drift. Look, it, it, has, it has been a big, big issue for Cork. There's no point in saying otherwise. Um, 
Like Limerick have it down to a tee. Their halfback then will sit inside the 45 and the two lads in the middle of the field, they cover an amount of ground. They never leave their backs exposed. Um, I, I think you can do that when you have a really good quality team. I think Limerick are the best team in the country at the moment. Um, Cork, I think, are still a work in progress, but there's a nice... There's a huge amount of youth and shape starting to come into the panel, I would say now. Um, even just looking at the six backs now as one unit, right? And I'd probably include Dalla Fitz and Kieran Joyce in the middle of the field. And I'm saying this is our starting eight, front eight, but, you know, Nilo Leary, John Melrick, Sean O'Donoghue, um, you know, Tim, Sean, Matt Coleman, Downey, and the two boys, they have massive pace, like, and... If they, if the eight of them can clink together and mm. stop this, you know, this roving Limerick half-forward line and get them working together, because they have pace now and they have enough hurling as well, you know, we might be onto something here. The biggest question is whether John Melrick can hold down the number three jersey and then can Matt Coleman, and maybe it might be Kieran Joyce in a flip-flopping position, centre-back, centre-field, you know, can mm. they stop that? We said the likes of the key, the, the likes of the Keen Lynch, and he really is the person who sets the standard. Well, He's won a lot. Like, when you, was very impressed with Melrick Catrino. Did it like Claire weren't good now? You have to say the, yeah. the other days will be yeah. more tested. And, and you know, yes, but, there are bigger tests to come. There's no doubt. Yeah, and they're I think the two young lads up front, young Rogers Claire, and young Claire Lee. But Claire haven't done well in the league. To be fair, coming to Cork over the last number of years, and I suppose from our perspective. After the after the I suppose the humiliation of the All Ireland final last year, it was good to get back on the field of play and put in a positive performance. The other thing is that Patrick Horgan wasn't started either. The likes of Robbie Finn wasn't started, so their two forwards that probably will come into the team. And like even when you're looking up front, I'm looking at Robbie Hannity. I I think Luke Mead should play the twelve role because that role whereby when the puck out goes from the opposition, your half forward is going back the line. I think he'll play that role better because I think he understands the role and I think he will fulfil what the management actually want. He'll do what he's told. Whereas I think we have a couple of other forwards that may not may not want to do that work. They won't have the attitude to do that. And then inside, the likes of Kingston, Huggy, Jack O'Connor, like they, that would more than likely be the start of 15. And I mean, we're, we're getting into the championship there now, like, but like Shane Barrett, Lahan, Cadigan, Conor Callahan, Paddy Power... They'll all be fighting for positions, and it is a very positive sign, I think, on the Cork side, you know, that there will be, for the first time in a long time, real opposition. There's nobody guaranteed their places. There's opposition for every position in the field. But the biggest question, obviously, now after the weekend is, you know, if we go to a Welsh park, when you see the physicality of the Dublin and the Waterford game, if we go to a Parnell park, right, can these lads match the, the pace and the speed with the physicality and the, and the pure brutality, and it's brutal, there's no point in saying otherwise, they need, we need to see um, will those lads stand up to the physicality when it comes to the real championship side of things, you know? Well, you, you've no worries about us anyway, Mark. You, you, you're not even got the players at home, you're letting us come on to, just to tell us to play. You're not worried about <laughs> us, one iota. Ed Sheeran is playing instead of us. In fact, he keeps that. I think, the task, I think the task the kind, and Ed, Ed won the task on this occasion. Yeah, so Ed won the task, yeah, we, yeah. we could do with a couple of million, Dale, just in case we have debts yeah. to pay. Like. We could do with Tony Kelly, that's all I know. TK, yeah. This was a game I did see, Dale, on, on GA Go. Great, great mm. service to be able to flick it on Saturday evening. 
brilliant to watch. Can't believe you win today, Viva Marco. Just on that actual point. I just can't believe it. But anyway, the very impressive. <laughs> the very impressive Cork, no doubt. Like the word pace nearly comes into every single line with this Cork team now. Like the pitch definitely did suit them. They moved the ball exceptionally well. You have to say the opening 20 minutes was good for Claire. They got some nice scores. They were moving the ball okay. Colin Long was very impressive. Mark Rogers inside looked dangerous, but it just seemed to fall apart. Definitely under puck out and the restart, Claire. They came in, they came under real pressure. They moved two or three balls across the field, which was just bonkers. Lord. Oh my god. 50 50 balls. 50 50 balls. Which From is, a corner back over to a wing back at the far side it, of the field. Wasn't it? It was, it, it was oh, crazy. Man. But um, I suppose the, the couple of big things for Cork Marco was can Jer Mellerick fill that number three spot? That's a big question. He probably got turned a little bit disappointingly for the goal that Mac Rogers scored. Uh, well set up now, I have to say, by Claire. That's a, that's a big question for him. The, the centre back, like, and again, this is one of my biggest bakes with the GA and RTE at the moment, is when you're not at the game, right? It's difficult to figure out exactly why can't we just have one wide angle shot in the team to see exactly who's playing where. Delo, it did seem to me that there was a jump between Rob Downey and Mark Coleman from time to time. That Carl Malone was jumping kind of between 10 and 11. And mm. at times Downey ended up in that number six position and that Mark Coleman was out in the left and he bombed on. But Mark Coleman yeah. was more or less centre back. But they were pushing on at, at, at every opportunity. So it's system driven and it definitely did work for sure. And like your man in the middle of the field, no doubt, like when he put on the afterburners once or twice, he has a bucket load of pace. And the guys who came on, Shane Barrett looked good, you know, and said, get Hoggy into the team, probably in that full forward line. Yeah, Marco, we hear you. We hear you. It's all Cork. You have a nice fixture now, which is a way to Offaly next, which you'll probably win. And then all of a sudden, that little Cork hype will be starting to build again. And yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, red, the red wave is on the, the way, red, The red wave is on the way, yeah. We've heard it before, but no, definitely impressive. From a clear point of view, yeah, a little bit worrying. Second half performance was extremely disappointing. Nice. Like, I'm not sure how strong that wind was, but the, the, the opening quarter, second half, no, wouldn't have been good enough. Tony Kelly, John Cannon, Peter Dogan, all these guys, Sheldon, Sheldon Laden, McCarthy, you know, we, we really can't afford to be without no, him, TJ. That's Both. to be fair. Carl but whoever's handed the jersey should should fight. Ah, yeah. The, the no doubt. You know, no and, doubt. No, I'll allow that once. And I will say this now, it's the last I'll say about it because Wexford are coming to town next week. Wexford showed Correct. everyone the physicality they brought beyond their own field yesterday. Like if our flesh don't say during the week, we're going to stand up and fight. And yeah, we won't be, you know, we'd be fighting, scrapping bottom of the table with, with Offaly because none of these boys are coming back too quickly. We're hoping to have them for the championship. What's the story with TK? Is, is it the end of the league? Is it? Well, yeah, he won't play a league really, TJ. He might make the last okay. match and he won't play a league. That's the, he's, he's to be ready for championship. He, he doesn't need a setback now either. You know, it's the other thing. Chatting away to people in, in Parker Keeve, like how's Tony and Middle Garrett? And you know, yourself, you can easily get a setback on these injuries. Um, and if he does, and like, look, uh, Peter Duggan had minor surgery, I think, last week or the week four. He'll be back as well, but again, it'll be late league. Shane O'Donnell hasn't started back training yet. Obviously, he had that concussion, came back and played for a rogue in the quarterfinal, semi final championship, and beaten then. And was advised to take another break. Now, he, the plan is he's to come back and he's training, he's running on his own and all that. And, Shane is always in great shape anyway. So, um, John Connor nearly ready to go. Keen Galvin, nearly ready to go. Played for UL last week, my own club man. He's only young, though. You know, he's only played one game last year, but he'd be a huge prospect. The signs of hope, as I said, 
you know, schools games alone, these fellas wouldn't be yeah. that young now. As we said, Harty knows under nineteen, yeah. and there is there is that's signs of hope. It's just that's always a positive. And I yeah. suppose a word on yeah. Colin, yeah, Colin Galvin too. Like, we have enough of car care now, Mark. Yeah. We we moved on. We're gone. We're gone. We 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 need to say something about Colin Galvin and Parik Mahar this week as well. We've been touching Parik in a while. Oh, huge, TJ. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like Colin Galvin as well. Mm. A big loss to that, that Clare team. Another huge. really Massive. really good, great huge. brain around the middle of the field. Massive influencer on this player team as well, and big, yeah. big lass and big shoes. That thirteen, too. that thirteen team nearly destructive completely now. You know, nearly gone. Uh, still a David Mack playing yesterday. Still, still have Tony to come back with an awful the main main John Condon, obviously. But you know, when you think of the Conor McGrath, they were all like, "Gal is after retiring there, TJ, at twenty eight. You know, like so, it's just I know persistent injuries in the last three years, and it's disappointing though. It's just disappointing that. You couldn't be hanging on to him for a bit longer to be blending. I mean, himself and Kelly midfield when the one does 321s, and then his performances like Jesus in the league final in 16, himself and Jamie Barron on each other. Like, it's just you'd certainly be saying at the time was two best midfielders in the country, you know, going, going hammer and tongs. And, and uh, yeah, he, he, he's a huge loss. And yeah, I suppose. Parik Maher, we had we had a bit of a, an inkling last Monday, TJ, that was Parik Maher, but we couldn't say it. He was entitled to say it himself, but um, and Ken was on with us. What a player, lads, and and uh, Hoagie had done battle with him many time, and he, he was, uh, and I said it, I'd write a little piece about him, and I said, the amount of games I went to Gary Maguire before the game and said, look, keep it away from Maher, Gary, look, with the puck outs, we're running about puck outs and retain and stuff. I've said the best way we could retain it from Dublin's point of view is keep it away from the bare Maher on the, on the left wing. And uh, Gary follows suit. And he, oh, God, I, I thought he was, he's one of the greatest players of, of an era, you know, real. Even when ye had it over him, Hoagie, he always nearly stood his ground, didn't he? <clears throat> yeah, he was... Um... I remember even in 09, like he coming more or less out of minor. He was probably what 19, 20, and like physically didn't take a funk out of him, slotted in, had a, an immense game, and <coughs> drove on from there. And I suppose the the uh, the best I can say about him really is that you know there there was very few occasions where you know over the years we would have identified specific players to you know not to target, but but you know like that we need to be especially conscious of and and he was one when we played tip you know it was right we knew he was our talisman you know a bit like maybe tommy and, and the other end for us you know yeah. be clear the ball the whole crowd jumped out of the seat and, and and he was that guy for tip you know and he he dragged the rest of the players with him you know he's a warrior you know and uh you know it was you know we were very conscious of that you know how can we try and put him on the back foot you know and you know i remember up in current house and we were looking at different players to do a job on them, you know, in terms of, can we drag them? Can we, you know, turn, what can we do to try and disrupt them? You know, and to his credit, you know, I mean, like you're not going to physically dominate him. Um, if you want to go there with him, he's happy out. Hurling wise, you know, for a guy as, as physically strong and big, he was very mobile, you know, deceptively mobile. When he put the ball on the hurl and go, he was gone, you know, and mm. he was, you know, yeah, look, he was a he was a he was a, he was a, a huge servant for Tipperary hurling over the years, and you can see, again, you know, it's I think it's the the, the thing to do now is to, is to send out an old tweet on our you know or a press release. I'm retiring and whatever else. But I think of of any player, he certainly warranted or justified putting you know putting it out, and and, and you know look, you can the comments that came back, you know, from 
across the the GA community, you know, I think just speak volumes for the for for the caliber of guy he was on the fields, you know. Um, didn't really get to know him personally off the fields, is you know, um, you know, unfortunately, but uh, but certainly on the fields, you know, he was he was a he was a, a serious operator, a serious competitor. Which believe Dale, I actually I actually met him last Monday after the podcast. We did the podcast here, and I walked up the road, and we had a cup of coffee, and who arrived on only the ball party himself. He's actually a guard here in Limerick City, yeah. based in Maerstone. I wouldn't like to be the perpetrator in trouble, <laughs> and Paddy Mar comes along and just in his guard uniform. I think you just down tools, but he's just some fl- some fl- some from <laughs> the city, no TJ. <laughs> Yeah, you bad neck, kid. <laughs> but a great the neck. physically imposing player. Like even just stand beside him today, and he's he's in great physical shape. Obviously, I'd say he was looking forward to the season ahead, but he's he's just going to be a big loss to the game. But a true warrior. Even some of the clips that were shown there, the one against was it Jack Brown and Bellier, where he's whipped across him, or some of those tackles or the hits on Joe Kenning, like. Those type of pictures and movies embodied him. What a player and what a loss for Tip. And I agree with Brian. I think he was. I think of all the players, when he won the ball in the rock or when he caught that ball out of the air, I think it meant a lot to Tipperary as, as, as a unit and as a crowd. And they got behind him and it turned him into games. But one of the greats, without a doubt, one of the best defenders to down the jersey in, 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 in our era that we've seen over the last let's say 10, 12 years, as much as the 13 seasons he was playing or whatever. But yeah. He gave it, it's it, it amazing. He gave it and he took it, I, I think, you know, in lots of ways, TJ. He yeah, listens to us too. The iconic, the iconic hit, the iconic hit a shoulder on Joe in 16. And then Garrod McInerney leveled him with a similar one in, in, in 17 and nearly guaranteed Garrod, he's all star nearly. <laughs> but, you know, he put down party and that's, I suppose, what we're, you know, Body will know that as well. Yeah. He got caught for one. He gave a good one. He got caught for one. And yeah, it is the one. And yeah, he had one against Bellier where he didn't even flinch. And oh. he was broke across his face, <laughs> card. Just, walk, just did, walks away. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah, did I get a belt there, did I? Yeah. Uh, yeah, look, no. I mean, must be tough for Colin Bonner as well. Let's think about that Bench. panel. And I know it's evolving. You've no that, party that to me in no, the dressing room. Big, yeah, but you've no Brendan either in the dressing room. And no Brendan yeah. either, Mac, in the dressing room. Can you imagine the two of those in the dressing room taking over as manager? And, and the thing about it, like, is that in party situation, the kind of the season is up and running. And if you're in the 34 or 35 fellas and there's a lot of younger lads in that panel, they would be looking to the Padraig Mayors and saying, at least we party anyway. like Because we've all been in dressing rooms when you need your top three or four fellas in Toganoff playing in the league or playing in the championship. And you know yourself... You know, you'll be a better team for the fact that he will be there for you. I just found it a bit strange that that this announcement didn't actually happen before the season started. So he obviously must have been giving himself every opportunity to be still involved this year. And it's a big blow to Colin Bonner, I would say. No, obviously, the big news is that Ronan Mayer is the captain and he's he's a great leader as well. So you have one Mayer going out, but you have another Mayer stepping up into the captain's, um, into the captain's armband after the weekend. But... I think Padraig's loss is monumental for Tipperary, and I don't think it hasn't happened at a good time for Colin Bonner either right now. And uh, yeah, it's we wish you the best. We wish you the best, Paddy, and and you, Gal, as well. Gal is going go playing yeah. club at least. I mean, for for Paddy, Torres Sarsfields is an unmerciful loss as well, isn't it? Because you'd always be hoping you get another couple of years. And I know Colin Galvin is is going back playing with Clan Lara and. Uh, 
just goes to show the demands as in the modern player and two, like, two, two very different hurlers there like obviously mm. Parik was was built on this physically imposing yeah. you know and a good, great hurler but Galvin was just you know he always reminded me a little bit of Cha uh, for us you know mm. in terms of sitting in the middle of fields just his distribu- distribution of ball his use of ball his awareness his ability to get long range scores even from watching him from minor 21 you know because you, you, you knew this Clare team was coming so you were probably looking at them a bit closer than maybe other teams and uh yeah, it is. It's sad at 28 years of age, but I suppose as well the same with the miles that he has on the clock. I mean, from the age of 17, himself and Tony Kelly and McInerney, these guys have been identified mm-hmm. as as stars of the game, you know. And, yeah. you know, an age is an age, but, you know, there's some lads that are 28 and they wouldn't have half the, the game. have the hurling done, yeah. Yeah, exactly, you know. And yeah. he's, a, he's a massive, you know, you hate team quality hurlers like the two lads go, but unfortunately, that's the nature of the, the sport. It's It's becoming more and more you know attritional and uh, we, you know look we spoke about it, but yeah i just i suppose i wanted to mention he's a player i always loved watching you know those type of you mentioned jamie Barron as well those guys are just all business in there in the middle of the field and just punching above their weight physically but jesus like you know serious serious hurlers yeah for sure for sure and we we wish them well here we we've been through it i suppose and uh they get announcers on yeah. Twitter and all that, Huggy. You you would go down, knock a Cody's door and say, Hey, do you want me? No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> he didn't answer the phone. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay, Brian. The best look. <laughs> you got a few medals. <laughs> Unbelievable. Dale, but, um, Dale, Dale just, just before you go away, no, just, I want to just digress back to something that happened actually over the weekend um, for the local club here in Castle Martyr. Want to say anything uh, about Bundyaki now or one of them? No, not Bundyaki now, but there's a, there's a guy by the name of Mac Hansen, right, who made his debut for the Irish rugby team on Saturday. And Kieran Joyce obviously made his debut as well on Saturday. But their grand, so Mac Hansen's grandfather emigrated 50 years ago, himself and his wife, John O'Shea was his name. He emigrated 50 years ago with his eight children. And one of his grandchildren is Mac Hansen. And he's next door neighbours to Dan George Joyce, who's Kieran Joyce's grandfather. So 50 years on, their grandchildren made their debuts in their respective sports within three hours of each other. Now, that's a bit of a record. I'd be waiting for anybody in the podcast now next week to come up with something better than that. Uh, well, we know which neighbour you choose to go and watch anyway. <laughs> and I leave could, it at that. make it to the park. Danjo, Danjo, turn his grave. <laughs> he could be alive now, Fran. No, <laughs> no Danjo, Danjo is very much alive, and I'm sure I'm very proud. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It, I met him actually at my great buddy Tommy and Brian's funeral there last year. There was actually a match on at the same time, and he didn't go to the match. He paid his respect to his, his friend, uh, Tommy and Brian, at the time. So, Danjo, if you're listening in, I know I certainly know his uh, son, Kerry, who's, who's Kieran's father, listens to the show all the time, and he gets. Great fun out of him, great amusement out of him. So, well that done, lads. And that great, is the last mention of, of, of the egg chasing in 2022 on the show. <laughs> Thank you, Mac. Even though you might be going to Paris next week or anything, you wouldn't know, Joe. You know, but, um, I know all the best, but the rugby. We go lads, to the Leclerc. Um, I go from there, I'm going to go to the Battle of Parnell, is what I'm going to call it. Jesus, that's a war of attrition. <laughs> It was it wasn't the most prettiest thing to watch in some ways, but in, in other ways, you were saying, Jesus, these boys will be sore tomorrow morning. <laughs> it was um 
it just it had all the Colum Canning refereed it. Let's say, let's hear it. Colum Cunning, sorry for Antrim, had a, a tough day. I think he dished out 14 yellows, two blacks, and two reds. So that will tell you about the game and how teams, both teams were up for it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was. We had two, I don't know if you saw this Sunday game or that, TJ. We had two of these black cards, yeah. Uh, the second one was exactly what the black card was brought in for. It was a brilliant move by Wadford. Little slip pass uh, to a brilliant run from Austin Gleeson. Gleeson at times, you just take your breath away. And instead of shooting over like a lot of lads would, he spots that Irla Daly, I think, is it? no, Jack Prendergast is inside, unmarked. So it's reverse ball across the, across the 21. Incredible ball. pass. Incredible, Incredible what pass. A what a vision, like, you know. We know he hasn't locker to play the pass, but the vision to see, you know, other lads be just looking at the post and reverse it. So Sean Brennan comes out of the goal, obviously, and just takes him down uh, like a uh, tackle. Uh, so that's black hair. That's penalty. First one, right. Uh, who's Colin Dunford coming in along the inline at speed there's plenty Dublin cover for me now it's a cynical tackle by Keane O'Callaghan who if you're listening Keane you were cynical all day and you eventually did get red cards. good pal of mine brought him in when he was young lad and uh, he was here for a pint before Christmas uh, but he was he was, it was a cynical tackle who was it a goal scoring opportunity this is where we that's where I'm saying it was just the confusion levels like was there a goal clearly on there I don't think there was your man was nearly on the inline if you watch it again, Owen O'Donnell was next to come to tackle him. And, and they tore three more lads back with their keeper. So that's no, a black card and a penalty was not. No, it definitely wasn't a clear goal scoring chance. Without, yeah. without, without. No, is, is the cynical tackle, is he bringing him down? Yeah. And is that enough to give the penalty in the black card? I suppose that, 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 that is the tight call. And I heard Grunogs on about it last night about the line being moved in 25 metres either side and then seeing yeah. if it's a goal chance or not. It's tricky. It's a grey area for sure. But there mm. definitely wasn't a goal, goal, goal score chance there. The, no, the thing that probably didn't help him was he was, off, he, was, he was off his feet on both occasions. Keen. He was. Keen. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which didn't help him. You know, on both occasions, there was no need to. Like, mm. you could have kind of disguised it, even if you wanted to, to do him. Disguise it, you know, going in off your feet like that, which you know, you're, you're... I'm not defending Kino here, no, Brian. <laughs> no, 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 but I'm, I'm, I'm what I'm saying is he made it easy for the ref as well because because even the second time I, the ref was 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 saying that to him that you were up off your feet and you got him hot, you know, so you know, mm. it was yeah, look, yeah, him. I don't, I can't really blame the ref either because it was yeah, very yeah. cynical, but yeah. but the goal scoring chance bit of it mm. couldn't say Colin Dunford for himself wouldn't have yeah. been thinking I'm going to get a goal from here. He'd be thinking, I'll beat this tackle and yeah. I'll pop it across to someone and then we'll get a goal. But is that a goal scoring chance as well? That's another argument. But um, yeah, Keane eventually seen red. Like, you know, let's watch the football there last night. And I thought we were going to have something like Mayo and Meat back in 96. when Because all I'd seen on Twitter was a major incident in Armea. Four Tyrone and one Armea sent off in an instant. So I'm here watching the Sunday game last night. And I'm saying, Jesus, this is going to be some flake in here. So was there a punch thrown? Like, like, and, and then in our game, then in, there was a very similar scrum. You could see Danny Sutcliffe and Conor Prunty had each other by the throats. And, and they went to ground and everyone else was grappling. Paddy Smith was grappling with Stephen Bennett and they were all grappling and grappling. Very same as what we saw in the North. And I think there were six yellow cards put, pushed out. So I'd say fair play. To Callum Canning on that, you know, that he didn't. And then, how do you men in the Bowman Armand? How did he pick out four from Tyrone and one from Armand? That row, they had Pan like, didn't it? 
not not defending either team now. You know, it's ugly enough to watch. Like, but uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's good win, a good result for Watford. They were lucky to get the draw. Really, I thought Dublin had the chances nearly at the end and. <clears throat> Big player O'Donnell again at fullback. That's showing oh. what a fullback he is. He's a majestic fullback, isn't he? Jesus. But even Chris Crummy, Danny Sutliff, um, uh, even Eamon Dillon when he came on the point he scored, and you know they, they're not that far away. I think they're making it into a very interesting Leinster Championship. Right? There's a there's a bit of a rumor out there, Les, and we can say this sort of thing is only a rumor. There's a bit of a rumor out there that Con wasn't Con wasn't in Tralee at all Saturday night. And, Keane is playing hurling and he's going hard at the hurling, obviously. But the way he tackled yesterday, that Woodcon be about to throw in his last with his old uh, Kula manager, Matty Kenny. That would make some difference to the to plot now, Brian, wouldn't it? Having, uh, having been on the receiving end of King Kong in the club <laughs> championship, I tell you, you know, any inter county player that hasn't come up against him in hurling, they're going to know all like, about it if he does. Likewise, and I was only managing. Jesus, he's a, he is a serious operator hurling wise, you know. Um, you know, there's this. You know, there's all. It's easy to say, oh, he's as good at the hurling as he is at the football, and and you know, when they're not playing it, or he was a right lad until he gave it up, or whatever. But by God, he would be some addition um, to him if he did come across. And you're right, like that. They're there's not they're not far away, but they need to start getting over the line. You know, they've been threatening for the last few years and haven't. And look, they've been unfortunate. Like last year against Kenny, Owen O'Donnell was a colossal loss. Um, like. There's there's one or two there's a couple outside of guys outside in. of the four COVID cases, Huggy. Yeah, yeah. Like, Come on, the chance to get him, like you know. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, but in particular, him. I mean, you know, he was obviously detailed. Mark Teej, that you know, there, there, there's a couple of guys that are critical to them. They're a yeah. bit like you know, we mentioned Parik Mar for Tipperary, like 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 Jesus. He went up and caught a ball there. I think at the second half on the edge of the square, and he came out with his up with his weaker hand, if you like. You know, he's unbelievable. And obviously, the point he got in the first half, he's just we are every year we mention him. As a, as a as a serious holder, you know, and uh, so he's a guy that need to keep fit, and and they've been threatening, and I think this year is going to be a really interesting Leinster championship for yeah, obvious I, reasons. I, but, I would be um, saying like if if Khan did make that move, look at I, you're only yeah. hearing the whispers of it uh, on, on the the rumor mill, which grows legs. Like I mean, if Mac Landers had said it on this show, I know it would have to be edited out. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely be wrong. <laughs> Austin Gleason's knee. <laughs> Connor Lee Han is not going back to um, Intercounty Hurling, lads. Just to know that. I'm watching him Saturday evening below scoring points against my own player. Anyway, but look, himself and Ronan Hayes as a two-man yeah. inside line now would be a fair, you know, put put full back lines everywhere in Leinster thinking, wouldn't it? You know, you're saying you'd be fancying them to be in the tree in Leinster for sure if if that two could be inside because they, they are structurally fairly good. Backs were all good yesterday. I know Parnell probably suits. Hmm. But um, yeah, it's in the Look, at maybe nothing will come of it either. You don't know. Um, I suppose everything to do with Dublin football now is a rumor, isn't it? Because they're not going so well after being the team no one could beat for most of a decade, and that's the way these things go, you know. So um, yeah, it was it was it was enjoyable. It wasn't for the purists, let's say, um, and it was enjoyable at the same time. And then earlier in the day, lads, the team that no one could give it anywhere near of. The stadium is still up behind it. Some fella tweeted me last night. He says, I wonder what background TJ Ryan will have up now tomorrow. He said, but um, I don't think he's overly upset. But again here now, right? And this is the old traditionalist in me. Sometimes I love these 111 to 11 point games. Like they're just 324 to 222. Sometimes doesn't do it for me. Like these, 
every tackle, everyone, and Wexford, by God. And at halftime, even though they did win for the second half, I was saying, Wexford won't, won't be fit enough or, you know, won't be physically able to match Limerick for 70 minutes of this attritional stuff that was being played. But they did. By God, they did. And they needed the break of the goal. He probably did take a few many steps, Teach. But he, was he being fouled? And wh where's the rule there either? You know, sh should you be allowed to take too many steps if you've been fouled? And what's it? And probably the goal was the vital point, but you have to admire Wexford. Yeah. Wexford's a difficult place to go in the league. And I was like watching that Joe Quaid program and Nathan Gale during the week. I got reminded of the, 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 the memory of 1996, where it was 112 to 13 points, and this finished 111 to 11. Um, good win for Wexford, we have to say that. And like we said about uh, Henry and, and, and his management team and Colin Banner, Dara will be delighted. Like, again, like all new management teams heading into a, a competition, you are under pressure from the start. And, you know, this puts credit in the bank for them. It's a good win. Um, so Limerick will be disappointed. They obviously went down to win the game. 11 points return would be something that we haven't seen in a long time for this team. And the... Um, I'm not sure if I should even bring something like this up, but would the absence of that little timeout halfway through each half have been a little bit of an influence in the game where we could have maybe changed one or two things? But um, look, it's the start of the league. I think the start of the league last year for Limerick wasn't exactly um, that exciting either. But a, a lot disappointing and, and, and the lads will just maybe have to learn from it that teams are going to set up this way. Uh, you're going to get conditions like this probably in the league. You could get conditions a little bit like this. Maybe the pitch might be a bit better in April, but that's what's coming down the track, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Would you be any bit, little bit worried, TJ? Um, obviously, Case or Peter, Peter Case, he's gone for the year, like with the Crucius. Glenn was whipped off at halftime. Jamie was brought on the inside line. Would you be any bit, Graham, is Graham going to come back again another season? Is there going to be a spring in the step? And you know, would you be a little bit worried inside? I, I look, I, I think you're so strong in the middle, it won't matter that she'll score enough from outside once she straighten up on the wides count. I think 11 wides after 25 minutes, you know, once Hago and 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 um, Will O'Donoghue and, and the half back line and Tom Morrissey get the shooting boots back yeah. on, and obviously, Keen Keen is obviously coming too like shot. I was going to yeah. come to that. You know, I, I, yeah. I think that, that I think what's definitely proven here is that Keen Lynch is so influential, his play. And his movement and his kind of link up play and the way the opposition treats him is a key factor for this team. I think the inside line, like we were talking last week, as I said, about something different. Like the younger fellas, Cahal and Neil, like they're going to need a little bit of time. Adam English has come into the setup, who's got pace, he's mm -hmm. different. Dave Reed's been playing well, Pat Ryan's been playing well. Like they, they, this was a difficult excitement, and you know, Wexford were set up for the, for the game. So would I be concerned? The answer is no. Um, the 11 point return is definitely going to be something I'm sure the lads are talking about this week I know they had 18 wise but I think Wexford was up like 14 uh, so it wasn't like there was a big massive gap and the conditions were difficult but I suppose maybe there's a, maybe a little bit of air left out of the general thinking around the country there though, and even some of the stuff you opened to me last week to say look like sport is strange you know and it changes a lot you know, um, look at Cork after the weekend, how far they've gone ahead of the, uh, the Posse. Look, for us, we've come back really? to the pack of small. Yeah, yeah. And the weekend coming, we could be talking about something completely different. We've got away coming uh, this week. Wexford travel up to Ennis. And as you said there, like, Lohan has, has to be a response. Um, 
You know, Galway will have a little pep in their step after scoring four goals. Nice challenge for them. And John Kiley and Paul Kinnerk will be looking this weekend and say, lads, look, okay, we've lost the game. We've got to learn from whatever the way the opposition set up. Now we've got Galway. Let's get back on the, on the bus here and let's get two points in our home game this weekend. So, yeah. yeah really sports. looking forward to that one Saturday night. I have to say, I'm on duty in the gate grounds. You can't wait for it now because we've a huge local crowd. And the Galway crowd, it's an easy spin from down the road as well. And, uh, um, yeah, great start. Brian for Darigan. That's All Ireland champions coming to town. Your first match because the Wild Cup was didn't Dublin bloom away a bit in the final. But look, um, and I thought I thought watching the Sunday game last night, Fitzy was definitely looking. He'd some young fellow up in RT, a whiz kid on the computer. He'd be a researcher like with you, and uh, it's eighteen fairly looking for clips of the sweeper in the first half. <laughs> he, was, like, he was struggling to find it. Yeah, like look, Wexford Park is wide open at one end. You got to. Big wind coming in over the top, you know, it's a bit like Salt Hill, you know, and you're going to Exeter Park, whether it's February or whether it's June, you know, it's it's one of those pitches, the crowd is nearly in on top of you, you know, and you see the picture at halftime, all the young lads in the pitch poking around and Wexford were away, were lo- they love that, you know, and, and what, a nice low scoring game, you know, making an absolute dog fight, Matty Hanlon and, you know, these guys just up for the, up for the fight, you know, and, and, it's it massive, you know, massive. Like, you know, I know you mean, you were talking, you know, there's been a bit made around the backroom team at Wexford as well. And, you know, Darry, he's building a bit of momentum. Like, that. that's just going to do him the world of good in terms of the players really buying into what he's trying to do. You know, there's a freshness there, obviously, with him coming in. But you need a couple of results like that as well for the players just to, to, to reinforce what he's saying and, and buy into it. And, like, no better result to get than, than, than beating the All-Ireland champions at home in your first game. I mean... Jeez, that, that you know that could give Wexford some some uh, some energy now heading to Clare, you know, and uh, it's uh, yeah, look, fair play to him. Look, look, yeah, I mean, Paul Knurk didn't look too too disappointed. Look, you know, obviously they they will be disappointed with with certain aspects of the game, but we won't just press the panic button just yet. On on, on uh, you know on on the Limerick, you know, they're not in there. themselves in Dublin. I think they'll still have a say in the, in their respective uh, codes this year. We're not yeah. going to be wor- too worried about them just yet. Yeah, when you've either those two teams beaten, I'd say this year you'll be in a good place, whoever would beat them championship time. We know that. Um, so, yeah, it was a great weekend. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, great racing. Uh, I think the Irish rugby team won, someone said. Um, and there's good racing again this week, Mac. You, are you going to UK later this week? You won for the listeners? Uh, no, 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 no. Not going to the UK, not this weekend, no, uh, or this week. But we have, we might have something all right for Thursday. And that? um, sure. Um, I tried to think of those fellas that sing the song. Who who sings the song Wonderwall? Oh, you my Wonderwall. Okay. He's out again and told that Wonderwall. Richard Spencer. Uh, we 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 were privy in fairness to Marco. Credit where credit is due. My seven Dale. We got the little message on Saturday. Where Richard had a horse going in the last race and he duly obliged. Right, a kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. In fairness, Marco, credit where credit is due. Yeah. Walk, yeah. Walking up to Parky yeah. Keeve and she's she's beside me and she's wondering why I was saying, Go on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nothing, nothing, nothing. Lads, <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. the first week of the fantasy hurling as well. Uh, wow. Hoagie, no team in this year, Hoagie. 
I, I, I'm saving myself for a championship. Championship, you know. okay. Hold to be honest, I had such a dismal yeah. run last year. I, I, need, I need to spend some time and get it right this yeah. time. Yeah, you could. Yeah. 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 And I was, I was hoping, I was hoping, hoping you'd be in the show because I was guaranteed you'd be in the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> this is because he made no Jeez. transfers last year. But, uh, okay, yeah, we see, it's a joint, joint top with Tipperary there. Um, Larry always up there. Larry does spends a lot. You be a lot of times in the office as a journalist. Lads. You have to fill the amount of words you have to fill for your various columns, and obviously his, his columns are top class. Now he's going through a bad patch with Arsenal and everything else. Like, but look at he is good at this fantasy hurling. We give him that. Uh, Shane McGrath pulling out all the stops. I'm on the podium. That's all I'll say. I'm on the podium. Bronze medal. Uh, Marco in fourth. Marco, I'm liking it. Well done to Pam yeah. and everyone else that picked the field. Uh, oh, yeah. Ken Hogan, Ken Hogan coming next with last year's championship champion. TJ, there'll have to be a meeting called in your house, TJ. Yeah, a little bit like Limerick, you know, you'd have to say a disappointing start with 225. Um, I'm definitely on this occasion going to blame one of my selectors, Karma, because he was definitely responsible for one of those two mad picks that didn't score at all for me. Uh, we went with Jar Brown in the middle of the field, that was his call. So, as the manager, I'm definitely apportioning blame on this occasion. We will regroup. A little bit like no Limerick. Yeah, no yeah. We will regroup. We will be ready for the weekend. And we, like Limerick hurlers, we will try and see if we can get back up the pecking order this weekend. Wouldn't doubt you. Would I, someone I, I, Larry, if you have a Dilo. number there for Johnny McGrath, have his mumble down in his 4.5 million mansion on the Black Rock Road. Did he pick, did he pick football or something? What did he no, no he, he picked Nicky Quaid as his captain straight away. Double points for the goalie. <laughs> Look at that. Oh, Johnny, man. Like, you know, come on. Johnny, I always could outwit you on the field, like, but I didn't think you did. I mean, you did it yourself here. Like. I, I tell you, there's one obvious thing there now. There's a lot of you going to be in trouble if Jason Ford gets injured. I see. Finally, no. you have him as captain. That's but you can change your captain, Mark. Did Shawnee pick oh, one Cody as well? He picked Shawnee. Oh, yeah. Nice team, come man. On, man yeah. McInerney, but that's Garrod McInerney. He was his main scorer yesterday. And we ended up the centre back and got a goal. Oh, yeah, stop. Anyway, that's the story. Lot will, lots will change. Uh, our, our listeners' league, uh, some start for Trevor Hassett. From an inch, I presume he's one of the Hassets. Uh, his brother probably involved with the Clare team at the moment as coach. Um, 291 and Anthony Redmond uh, from Nevena in Wexford, 286. And uh, John O'Connor from Cashel Gare, as they call it up there, 278. And Larry's actually a feature on that as well. So that'll tell you. Uh, and Shane would be featuring as well. So, uh, more huge thank to, to Butler's Handcraft Hurleys, as always, uh, being behind us and g- giving us great old um, support, lovely prizes for our listeners' league. So, that's it for today. That's great games to look forward to. We won't go previewing, uh, TJ. Yeah, we touch on um, there's new formats there for the minor and under 20 championship coming down the track as well. We touch on that, whereas groups three and two games, yes. Uh, what's in store in April and stuff we touch on that maybe over the next week or two and yeah. I was talking to a friend of Mike Ribbons there recently the toaster and he was telling me stories about your days in charge of the miners and about some of the mistakes you made and he told me to let you know and I will come back to Who's that the toaster? another week he, he's a good character a good friend of our Limerick secretary Mike Reardon and he was telling me some stories and they are interesting I have to, so take, reverse. I have to text Mull Queen now straight away I say Mull John Mull Queen <laughs> Mull who's the toaster <laughs> yeah, you, you, you'll know. We, we'll come to that another day. Actually, the Claremont was never going to get any bit of credit anyway. <laughs> <you> know, but, uh... <laughs>
Hoagie, thanks a million. No, no, look, I'm just wish Bally Hill the best look, obviously, in the Ireland club. Ah, yeah, this weekend. Okay, okay. How are you calling it, Hoagie? We have to talk about that one. The league is the league. This is the Ireland club final. What do you think? Uh, I listen, I'll uh, go with Shamrocks. Um, you know, there's not going to be, you know, they know each other very well. It's funny, even back when I was playing, obviously, Henry going to college here and knows Fergal Hartley and all the lads down there, but you know, they're, they're only whatever it is, 30 40 miles apart, and they each other quite regularly or in challenge matches but very impressive with belly gunner you know you spoke about them last week or the week before in the podcast so but uh look no no i'll go with the shamrocks if been on the receiving end of a couple of beatings with them often enough so uh, and seeing seeing what they've done i think i think when you get to when they get to crow park in the final now and having you know had a relatively under having underperformed let's say in the semi-final um, and maybe weren't allowed hurled by thomas's to their credit i think I think they'll 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 do the job. Christoph, who do you, who do you think, TJ? She's oh, very fifty. It's a bit like the deaf dog, Dello, isn't it? Here, there's a case we made from four teams. Um, I was fierce impressed watching Bally Gunner in the Munster final with Marco. I thought that this is their year. I think Crow Park would suit them. Look, how would you ever? How could you ever write off the forward line the Bally Hale have? But I'm going to tip my hat on Bally Gunner to win a tight final. And it to have an influence on Waterford hurling going forward. Marco, good call, yeah, yeah. I, I tell you, I, I didn't because we didn't get the opportunity to speak about. Uh, you made a cover in the last part about Thomas's and Belly Hale because there was no pod the, the following Monday after that game. But I was enthralled by that game, and I was also enthralled by TJ Reid. Now I never saw Christian playing. His, his aura and his presence is still spoken about now years later after he's gone. But what TJ Reid did that and what has just been unbelievable and what he did that day was, I thought is just magical what TJ Reid did. Um, I thought in the overall game I thought that Thomas is by far the better team, five or six points a better team. I thought that um, Belly Hale looked stuck in fourth gear in my opinion. And I think Belly Gunner have an extra step, step to their step. The biggest question for Belly Gunner is can they perform on the biggest day ever? And if they'll perform, I think they'll win. And I think they'll win with a bit to spare now, to be honest with it. Um, they look extremely sharp, fitness-wise. And I hate speaking against Belly Hale because I love him. And Jots are involved with him as well, in charge of him. Um, James O'Connor from Lismore. He's just a brilliant, brilliant coach. And um, but I think if Belly gonna turn up, I think they'll take an awful lot of beat. Okay. Um so even talking, we were talking about it last week to Mark Michael. I've been saying he even the customers in the pub here, you can't get a consensus as to who'll win this match. Like uh, I I would slightly go for Belly Gunner as well, but I'd be saying even here, I you'd nearly want to be pe- passing Carlo on the motorway with the Tommy Moore <laughs> in the bus before you'd be sure you're this crowd beaten. Yeah. I'd tell you one thing. I wouldn't, I won't, I'd, I'd give him a very, I, I don't think I'd, you might be right, they might pull away and beat him five or six points, but I I wouldn't say that. I just somehow think it might be Belly Gunner's year, but I think they could, Finley could turn up and have a major game. TJ could have the game. He could roll, and how amazing was he? But even from playing out, he could roll back the ears and stick two or three balls in the back of the net. Like, and they're capable of venting, like, you know, so, yeah, I, I'd, um, yeah, I'd give I, Belly I, Gunner I a slight nod. Yeah, I, I just I, don't know I, how. I, I gotta go, Dello. I'll see. I'll okay, see you next TJ. week. You can, you can okay, finish it okay. out. Okay. 
في تيجان اول تيجان I just don't know how fatigue how fatigue Reed is, Anthony. Um, in one of the matches, he definitely jarred his knee badly, and I and I think he's carrying a groin injury as well. So, yeah. I, but he was just he was just brilliant against St Thomas's, but more in the full forward line role. When 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 they came under pressure, the lads just lumped the ball long into him, and. Um, and Fitzgerald did a great job, but of course, still he came up with the he got fouled yeah. and he sticks at him. I mean, what a man! Like, like look yeah. for me, one of the greatest ever is Reed. Like, you have to say, jeez, who, who in the country would you want hitting that shot for you at that stage? Look, yeah, really look forward to that Saturday. What a day's hurling Saturday as well with that and with with Limerick Galway and then the rest of the game Sunday. So, we've actually had a listener lads who has offered us two very good tickets for the club finals next Saturday. So it's kind of a late call thing uh, and doesn't want to get involved in giving out the name but we'll do it so I think later on when um, when Larry puts up the, the notification that the show is online uh, we just send any kind of a message put your name just any kind of a message onto the end of that we'll put you in the draw and Larry will do that very uh, openly in the examiner offices which are now wide open again and he'll Mikey Minahan and a few more there as witnesses. So we'll have two tickets for somebody for Saturday in Crow Park, which is obviously a fabulous, fabulous day. So we'd leave it at that. We'd thank Hoagie for joining us. Uh, Marco, thank, welcome back to Aaron's Green Isle, Marco. Nice to have you back again. The 10 is wearing off very quickly, sir. <laughs> I have to go for a top-up again soon. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with you this time. <laughs> we come back in a box. If I go with you, we come back in a box. <laughs> Right, lads. Thanks a million. Good work, lads. Cheers, Dale. Alliance. Supporting all 32 counties through the Alliance Leagues.